jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of darkness! You know... I looked around my apartment earlier, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like I told you this, but I think all the spiders are gone. <gasps> Where'd they go? I don't know. They're not, it's not like I have dead spiders everywhere. They're just, <laughs> they're just gone. They they went to their winter home in Aruba. <laughs> that could be their timeshare. Yeah, they're, they're sitting in, in first class with their champagne <laughs> and their, their masks. The little masks. <laughs> yeah, little teeny spider masks. They have little plastic shields for each eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just, uh, they're gone. So I don't know. It's, uh, you know, lonely around here again. They just, one of them wove some pig into a web. And I, (laughs) that's a backhanded compliment, but I'll take it. You know, it's, these are COVID, COVID times. I'll take what I can get. Thank you. (laughs) You know, I do wonder if my attachment to Charlotte's Web is why spiders don't bother me. Like, I'm not a bug fan. I don't want bugs anywhere. But a spider, I'm like, oh. Is it because I'm just like, oh, it's going to be nice to me and then have babies and the babies will fly away and then it'll die and I'll cry for five years. Yeah, we all cried when Charlotte died, right? Oh, God. Uncontrollably. I, I can't. Yeah, I think I think for sure that must be too. But as to whether the spiders look at you and they're like... Oh, I can tell. She read Charlotte's Web. <laughs> no. If they want to bite me or whatever, they're going to fucking bite me. You know. But... There's the spider, the apologist spider. It's like, you guys, she's cool. She sees yeah, she's Charlotte's cool. Web. She's an ally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I know what it's like to be an ally. Did you ever see the... Congratulations. Um, Thank you. You know, there are flags and banners for you. I was... <laughs> We were walking down a neighborhood, and there's a neighbor a few blocks away. Thank God they're a little bit further away. But they have a sign. They have a giant pride flag sign in their yard. And it just says, across the flag in huge letters, it says, ally. And then there's Oh, a, my God. Oh, yeah. There's a power fist. So it gets even better. And I was just like, <laughs> white nonsense. A good way to be an ally is not to draw the attention to yourself. Look at me! <laughs> You turn on your bat. Look symbol. at me! Not hating gay people! <laughs> Look at me! <laughs> Front of the parade! Oh my god. That's funny. Did you ever see the Julia Roberts? Sh- Sh- I was gonna say Cheryl's Web, but that's a different film. <laughs> yeah. Charlotte's Web XXX. <laughs> no, I have seen the cartoon, of course, with Paul Lind as the rat. The real one. That was a really bad Paul Lind. I apologize for that. (laughs) Hopefully Billy Eichner will do a better job. But as we have also discussed, (laughs) why the fuck are they casting Billy Eichner as Paul Lind in a biopic when you have Susie Orman right there who looks just like (laughs) Paul Lind? Fuck off. This is what I'm saying. (laughs) Oh my God. I should be in charge of Hollywood. Thank you. You should. But I mean, the cart the cartoon is peerless. With uh, Debbie Reynolds plays Charlotte, doesn't she's she? She's Charlotte, right? Voices, yeah. It's classic. It's so classic. Sad. It's so sad. It's very sad. But you I, know, I haven't seen the Julia Roberts one, but no. Why is she in it? Is she Charlotte? She's Charlotte, and she's like, "Hello, you can't tell, but I'm smiling in CGI," <laughs> and that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> Do they give Charlotte those teeth that she has? I hope so. Yeah, the spider the spider opens her mouth and there's a full set of human Julia Roberts teeth. Is it like that Will Smith fish movie? Like how they kind of look like what? the people? Will Smith played a fish? Yeah. What? Wasn't he? I feel like the fish, and instead of ears, it like had fins that looked like those ears that he has. 
<laughs> this is not a dream that I had. This really happened. You're not doing Ellen Page Inception again. <laughs> no, I am not uh, Rosemary. <laughs> oh, actually, I am Rosemary. This is no dream. This is really happening. It really happened. It was Will Smith and like Angelina Jolie as as computer fish. What? <sighs> really? I thought for sure you'd know about the dumb computer fish movie. I have to look this up. I am. But you're so like sorry. you're gonna look at it and say, "Oh yeah, I saw it three times in the theater on Will's- Five Dollar Tuesday." <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I draw the line at animated films for the most part. Shark Tale. What? There we go. Thank you. Stacy, a fish is not a shark. Wait, aren't sharks fish? But doesn't he play a fish? I don't... Oh, he's like a flounder, and it does kind of look like Will Smith. Thank you. He does have fins for ears. And his flounder colors are evocative of a Will Smith buzz cut. Right. This is this is what I'm saying. So I'm wondering if they did that. The point is, did they do that with Julia Roberts? So it's a spider. So. <laughs> but also it has her face somehow, but she just has like eight eyes or whatever the fuck. Can you imagine anything more terrifying? <laughs> a photorealistic Julia Roberts spider. Oh, I looked it up and they did make her like, they made her look like a very accurate just spider actually okay good but i wish she had the lips and the smile (laughs) that's actually her her role in the normal heart when she's also in her motorized wheelchair with a thousand eyes and legs and she's throwing papers at at the at the people that won't fund the vaccine right (laughs) so anyway Wow. That's uh, that's news around these parts. My yeah. half of the mansion. No Your more ha- spiders. No more spiders. And the bugs have now taken up the queue over here on my end of the manor. Yeah. Um, and now I am just, beetles are filling up my entire studio. I'm in the Wyoming half of the manor right now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, there's beetles everywhere. It, it, this studio is where beetles go to die. See, no beetles. If I had the beetle problem, I would move. No, thank you. <laughs> These are like the little box beetles. They're just stupid and cute, though. They just they just literally walk inside the house and then immediately die. And I'm like, what? Shitty housewarming gift. Also, point in favor of spiders is that they do not fly. They don't. And I forget that beetles do. So when I'm like, hi, buddy, and then it zips up at my face. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, absolutely not. I would set myself on fire as a preventative measure. Well, I was going to say we should call a fumigator, but I guess just I have to. You'll just be on fire. <laughs> I'm dropping the blast doors, baby. <laughs> While you're on fire. While I'm on fire. And Julia yep. Roberts in her spider wheelchair comes out after you. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, that's uh, that's what we call an exciting week. Oh, yeah. Right? I don't know. You know, some people say that as we approach 100 episodes, we're running out of good material. I don't see it. I myself. don't see it at all. <laughs> <laughs> we're still, we're, we're coming up with prize winning content. We're insulting allies um, and uh, <laughs> uh, talking well, about insects. Tis what tis. We haven't talked about oatmeal for a while, so we could still bust that one out from the old yeah. meal house when we need it. It's been like two weeks since we talked about oatmeal. I did have some this morning, though. <laughs> I'm going to steer us away from this path. <laughs> Stacy. <laughs> huh? I am just in love seeing all of your beautiful uh, Shocktober lists. Oh, yeah, yeah. Assume corporeal form on finalgirl.rocks. Yes, it's where the countdown has begun. The list, 951 movies. What the fuck? Remember when you were like, I hope we can beat 2016 or whatever. (laughs) You were like, yeah, 2010, we had, I think, 705 or 785 or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, we'll never top it, but I hope we get close. Well, people really went above and beyond. Thank you for sending in your lists. We're counting them down now, baby. Every day. 
So lots of surprises, it seems. Lots of surprises. Films that only so far have one vote. And, you know, beloved classics. A Bay of Blood. Classic, formative Mm -hmm. film. Only one person put it on their list of favorites. I was shocked to see Cold Prey 2 only had one vote. And I'm I'm like, why didn't I put that on my list? The fuck? That's true. Yep. That's the thing. It shows you the power of voting. Make your voice heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you know, people discover new films through the I have discovered some that are on my list of favorites okay. because of this list. As of us recording this, because we are back in time, you know, from when the people listen to this. Uh, as of our recording this, today you posted about a certain film that I need to know more about. Oh my god. <laughs> it looks amazing. I've never heard of it until someone put it on their list. Uh, it's called Dark Angel The Ascent. And looking it up, because when I list the films, I, like, note the year of mm-hmm. release and the director. And so looking it up, I was like, what is this? Just based on the fact that it's a 90s movie, and it's called Dark Angel The Ascent. <laughs> tells you everything you probably need to know about what kind of movie that's going to be, right? I, I think online you did compare that, uh, that, it, that might um, evoke an aesthetic like yes. uh, Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. And when I read that, I was just like, I am in. Yeah. And I read a review of it and looked at some pictures. And then I went and ordered the Blu-ray. You I'll did? That. I sure did. Are we? Can we do an episode on it? <laughs> I think we probably need to. It sounds amazing. It sounds amazing. It looks amazing. It looks erotic. Like, quote unquote erotic. <laughs> it's Romanian. Oh, uh, all my directed by a directed by a woman. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I love rubber demon wings. Uh, one critic called it Guy Madden meets Silk Stockings. Oh my god! And I'm like, well, now you're speaking my language. I mean, so Silk Stockings is the reason for the season, especially on this show. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Shocktober. Wow. Uh, counting down a chunk of the list every single day this month at finalgirl.rocks plus some special uh, guest lists will be posted throughout the month and uh, it's a good time well thank my you fingers, for your service my fingers are, my fingers are raw <laughs> your abacus is broken my abacus is broken my eyes are raw everything's <laughs> I'm raw all over baby <laughs> That's disgusting. So today we're going to talk about a movie. <laughs> From 1999. I am shocked that this is from 99. Right? It's so old. And we are keeping on our um, J-horror, K-horror, Asian invasion train. Yeah. And I'm shocked. I don't want to get off. I, I don't. I don't, I don't want to get off this train. I don't. I honestly, you're going to have to pull me off this train. Yeah. I don't want to watch anything else ever again. So we're okay <laughs> with this, Stacey. I know we're a queer feminist horror podcast, but we're also a queer feminist Asian horror podcast. Now. I am so <laughs> fine with that. I have loved this genre for my whole life ever since I saw one of them in like 2000. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's just so many, and they're always so good, and they always give me such pleasure, even when they're not great movies, which is not what I'm saying about today's movie. They're good movies! And I am so excited to introduce you to some of my favorites. Yes. As has happened over the last month now. Yes, and and like I said on the past couple of episodes, you know, that, um, I feel like I've seen everything, and this is just refreshing me with the reality that I haven't, and there's still really great shit out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this really blew my mind that not only 1999, so this is what's like same year as, or was Ringu 98? 98. 98. But like right around that same era, um, S- South Korea, and this movie goes in a much, uh, it goes in mi- much um, more deeper and braver places as a queer movie, mm-hmm. as a lesbian film, than like movies today. This movie is very, it's a very important film um, in Korean cinema. 
for sure. It's one of the first, like, explicitly LGBT Korean films. Like, they're not, it's not a genre that is, you know, lush and expansive. Or at least it's definitely not at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Well, and how nice, too, that uh, to follow up our last episode on The Handmaiden, which we know, and all our listeners now know, if, you, if they hadn't known before, is the pinnacle of gay cinema. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and South Honestly. Korean cinema. Yeah. To, to then follow it up by looking at this one, which kind of made that possible. And definitely did not have the same reception. Well, it's, you know, I think a lot of people still don't know this film yeah um it's the second film in the whispering corridors series which all take place in various um schools they all center on girl schools um there's five films right now there's a sixth coming out soon which i have and they're all i've seen the first five and i love them all i think they're all really important films and this one that we're talking about today did we say the name (laughs) Who knows? Is that important? (laughs) I don't think so. This one, this one is Memento Mori, which is the second one in the series. I think. Yes. And so I haven't seen any of these films. You've been telling me about them for a while, and so I got introduced to it last night. And uh, didn't you say too that? So you said they're all in different schools. Are they? They're all disconnected then. They're pretty much disconnected. This one seems to kind of maybe allude to the first film. Um, but they're not necessarily at the same schools. They're not necessarily mm. related in any way. It's just more of the, like, Korean schoolgirl motif. Oh, is that like when they talk about, like, the six dead students? Yeah. That was a reference to Whispering Corridors, the first one? Yeah, I forget how many people died in Whispering Corridors, but that could be a link. But it's not like, oh, did you know that there is a haunted school? And here's all the stories. It's not like that. It's just... Here's another movie that addresses mm. some of the issues in the Korean school system. Hmm. And it's a girl school. Yeah, and it definitely stands completely on its own. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, do I love, do we love the all-girls, go- all all-girls school. <laughs> the all-girls school. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It's always good. It, it's... I mean, there are the sort of American and British counterparts to that. Like, I mean, we talked about Picnic and Hanging Rock. We had an episode on mm-hmm. that. The Woods, we talked about. The Woods, we unfortunately oy, talked oy. about. <laughs> <laughs> and there's so many more we still haven't talked about. There's some that I haven't even seen. I need to see The Falling. I haven't seen The Moth Diaries. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a sort of subgenre that I like. But the Korean ones are different in that the korean school system is different mm-hmm. than our than you know the more western like it's so strict and brutal oh. um <clears throat> and they're segregated like if you think the school is bad in this one like whispering corridors is a more about the abuse that's rampant in the korean school system i mean because in this you just get that one teacher that's awful well t- i mean you really get two teachers that are shitty but really one is like very outwardly shitty Mm-hmm. And just like calls people like flatty over their flat chest and hits them. And it's like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, that that kind of behavior is much more of a theme in Whispering Corridors. Okay. Um, I will say that. I recommend all of these movies. They're all wonderful in their own way. They're all tinged with a lot of sadness. Yeah, this is um, sad. They're all sad. They're all vaguely sapphic, I suppose, whereas Memento Mori is explicit, and that's its sort of topic that it's exploring. Okay, that's something um, else I was wondering, if that was like a recurring theme, or if it this really mostly explored in this one. It's mostly in this one, but just given the nature of like a unisex school, you know? Yeah. Um, it's it's definitely there in all the other ones, but as subtext, really, at best. Hmm. Um, so I really, I love this movie. I think it's really sweet. It's probably the least quote-unquote horror-ish of the series. I will say that. I forgot how little actual kind of, like, nobody really dies. Except for, except for, like, one of the main characters. But that's something I really liked about it, was it works in both realms. Mm-hmm. Like it's, 
I'm not gonna com- I'm not gonna compare it to Degrassi, but it satisfies. <laughs> <laughs> I love Degrassi. It satisfies the um, like let's just see these students exist and be real people. Yes, kind of vibe. But then there also is a horror element. But the horror is, I mean, the the fantastic element is is ju- is there to really get people to stop and think about the realities of what we do to other people. Exactly. That's what like all of them do is they kind of use the horror tropes and conceits and ghosts and things like that to reflect the actual horrors that are being perpetrated in the school system. Yeah. And one of the things I love about these movies um, is that you just see these girls having relationships and friendships and you just see them being silly together or gossipy or whatever. And th- I think that is another difference between these and like the Western mm-hmm. version of the girls' school movies, which we don't really get. It's I've been So I've been watching uh, the new season of Pin 15, which is fantastic. Um, but... It, what I love about that show is it reminds me, and so many people, you know, can't watch it because it's so cringeworthy because it, it immediately takes people back to when they were that age and you're awkward and you have mood swings and you can be terrible, but also you are capable of like amazing imagination and friendship and all this stuff. Um, and I like that this movie, like, I mean, there's like one kind of just outright bully character, but they don't focus as much time on her. But like even amongst the friends like they just everyone has their hormonal freak out moments with each other but then they also have moments of like just real friendship and like fun Mm -hmm. and there's like the drama queens actually every character has their drama queen moment here and there (laughs) yeah and yeah i was really really responded to the characters in this most of all yeah yeah, I just love to see those friendships depicted because mm-hmm. the only other movie that really came to mind as like an American counterpart that really kind of touches on that would be like Halloween, which is so centered on the relationships between the girls. Mm-hmm. Thanks to you know who, <laughs> but uh... <laughs> Good, she got a royalty like you... check for October. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like Lori Anna and Lori Annie and Linda, like their relationship is so central to that movie, and you get to see it for all its good and its bad, and it feels really real. Yeah, in like five scenes that John Carpenter was like, I guess Deborah should write these. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whereas these movies are kind of all about that. They don't leave the school very much it's not like well i have to go home to my parents now it's like centered on these relationships yeah it's really and, and it's really nice how it does that yeah i love it you don't get to see it that's my first notes uh my first note was actually man what is it about these schoolgirls? <laughs> I, <just>, I love <laughs> them i love them they're very charming how would you set this up because this movie is so non-linear um yeah. and it Honestly, like, like I spent like the first ten minutes just trying to get my footing, mm-hmm. and then and then I began to understand how the director was putting together this film, or the directors. I think there's two, and then I got really into it, and then I still didn't know exactly how things were happening. But by the end of it, then I understood exactly why everything was presented the way it was and how it was supposed to for- form and come together as a cohesive whole. Yeah, but yeah, it's... it's really all over the place in terms of like flashbacks and parallel things, and you don't. But it's not like now we're in a flashback, so you, it's just it's just nonlinear storytelling. Yeah, yeah, because it starts with like Mina. I think her name's Mina, right? Um, Minha, yeah. Minha. She finds a diary. Yeah, like a beautiful, like <laughs> scrapbooky, creative diary. Um, and it's a diary that's been passed back and forth between two, two of her fellow students. And she becomes really obsessed with this diary, um, that the two girls are at some point, at least having a romantic relationship. Those two girls are Shi Yoon and Hyo Shin. Um, Shi Yoon is like the tomboy athlete. She's very aloof, very kind of keeps to herself. Uh, Hyo Shin is... Somebody called says that she was a nerd last year, um, but now she's sort of the overachiever in class, and she's a little out there. She's a little intense, I guess. 
<laughs> I love be, her. <laughs> I love I love them all. I love her too. Um, we see snippets of their relationship, Shiyun and Hyoshin, um, how the diary came to be. Uh, Hyoshin says at one point, if one of us dies first, promise to come for the other on a rainy day. Mm. These pills will help. And so it gets... She gets a little, like, let's have a suicide pact sort of thing. Um, She ends up having a... I don't know if it's a fling or just a one-night stand with a male teacher. Mr. Go, the cute teacher. The cute teacher that everybody has a crush on. Mr. Go. Um, They go out drinking one night and they end up sleeping together. And Chi-Yoon is obviously hurt by it. But Hyoshin is like, I just felt bad for him. It's not a big deal. You're the only one for me. Let's be together. Mm-hmm. Um, but Shiyun kind of freezes her out at that point. Um, their relationship is slowly evolving. And Hyoshin says, uh, you know, well, let's really show everybody. Like, let's. No, he... no Shiyun is like, I'll prove it to you. Let's let's be out, basically. Like, let's tell everybody. And so they go into a classroom holding hands. And the teacher attacks Shiyun, basically. Smacks her so hard that she falls to the floor and her lip is bleeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hyoshin then takes her and kisses her in front of everybody. And everybody flips the fuck out. They just, like, hardcore is... start making out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everybody loses their mind. Shiyun panics, pushes her away. And that's basically the end of the relationship. It's so sad. Uh, it's really sad. Hyoshin ends up going up to the roof where they used to hang out, etc., etc., and jumps off, killing herself. Um, and her ghost comes back on a rainy day mm-hmm. and fucks some shit up. Mm-hmm. Kind of takes some revenge on the bullies that you know were really after her, etc., etc. Uh, meanwhile, Minha is completely infatuated with their relationship, with the diary. And with both of them, especially Shiyun, she follows them around. It's like, this is her little secret that she knows all of their secrets. Um, and she kind of can't tear herself away from them. She's just fascinated by them. It seems like she's also starting to get a case of the gaze. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so shit kind of goes down. Everybody gets locked in the school one night and Hyoshin wreaks her ghostly havoc. Oh, when her giant face is over the... the... Yeah. <laughs> The glass roof. Yeah, the huge glass roof, and it's just her giant face with the storm behind her. I was like, yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it ends. There are some people who say that Minha is possessed by Hyoshin, but that never really comes across to me. Oh, I didn't get that at all. I don't get that sense at all, but I have read that read of the film before, but that doesn't work for me. Is it like because... uh, Minha? Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Is it because they have lesbian telepathy at the end again? That could be. Like that, Yeah, and I forgot Shiyun to mention. Have? Yeah, Yoshin and Shiyun have a like light telepathy that they can communicate with one another. And Minha, after reading this diary and becoming infatuated, gives it a try with Shiyun and finds that she too can communicate with her. It's very Susie and Blanc going back to more schoolgirls. And well, I guess they weren't schoolgirls, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lesbian Honestly. telepathy is one of my favorites. Yeah. After all of this, uh, Minha loses the diary in the crush of girls that are panicked when they're locked in the school. Uh, Shiyun walks up to the roof of the school and Minha apologizes, saying, I lost your diary. And Shiyun says, that's okay. We can write our own. And then they go out to the roof and that's the end of the movie. Wait, was that Um, was that Shiyun and Minha? playing on the roof at the end or was that a flashback to Hyoshin and Shiyun? That was a flashback. Okay, that's uh, that's what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Um now I told that fairly straightforwardly. That does not happen. Doesn't play <laughs> that's not how it plays out in this film at all. At all. It's mostly Minha is almost the main character of this movie. Um and we watch her we discover the relationship between the girls as she does and pieces it together. But even then it's not like presented like that. Like it's not like presented like she opens the diary and then we have like we cut to a flashback. Like it's right. like she's yeah. reading the diary and then there's a new scene and we just the the filmmakers trust us to just put it together later. Mhm. Um but it's like there is no like so it, so I thought like at first I thought Minha was reading this diary of like 
girls that used to go to the school or something. And then I realized, mm. like, oh, wait, this is kind of happening concurrently? Right. And she's just learning more about these people that she already goes to school with. And, yeah, it just feels, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a fun game for your brain to follow along with once you get yeah. used to it. Yeah. Yeah, because she'll read something in the diary and then look over and Shiyun is, like, two desks away. Yeah. You know, and so that's, I just, I love watching her watch them and just that feeling of being fascinated by them and intrigued and drawn to them. Mm-hmm. And it just, it brought me back to when I was a youth, um, the neighbor of a friend of mine was fe- like, no one ever talked to her, but she was very clearly like small town, butchy kind of lesbian. Aww. And, and I was fascinated because she was like the first lesbian I ever saw in the wild. You know what I mean? And so I was just like, <laughs> What if we walk by her house? <gasps> Do you know what I mean? Like, just to, like, get a glimpse of, like, oh, oh, I see. Like, you, oh, what's your life like? And that's you when know? you caught the gaze because you didn't have your mask That's when on. I caught the gaze. She coughed at me. <laughs> and the next thing you know, my hair became mullet-shaped. <laughs> Melissa Etheridge started playing. And the Indigo Girls got their wings. <laughs> <laughs> but I just that was brought to mind as Minha is like following them around and reading about them and just kind of watching every move they make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely it felt to me like there was a sense of um, possibility and awakening. Yes, like that that wasn't that's not something that that's not something that's celebrated or given like a place or a role. And maybe mm-hmm. in South Korea, I don't know what the socio-political climate is there with queerness as much as you, I think. But, like, it seems like this is something that she doesn't even know is an option for her. And then by seeing it with her two, these two girls, it awakens something in her. Yes, absolutely. I think even, like, especially in that time period, I think in the school system like this, I think even, like, heterosexuality like expressions of heterosexuality are also like punished wow so it's just you know a very, what I mean? like, like kind of prude sort of yeah yeah i mean you know like they're all very cute you know even mm-hmm. in this movie it's like they act cute you look at like the you know the diary itself Ugh. or the way they act with each other or all their little like backpacks or pillows or whatever they have you know yeah. but that like they have to sort of be that kind of passive and juvenile, I guess, mm-hmm. and it can really, but it draws negative attention. The pill was that so that was like a suicide pill kind of thing. I guess so. Because even the pill, um, it's funny that you say that because there's this the the idea of like the juvenile or like this the the schoolgirl aesthetic combined with the, mm-hmm. the underlying darkness of the story and its ramifications, like the. Um, I love when Mina is looking through the diary and she, it says like, take this pill if you want to go to sleep or whatever. And she pulls it and it pulls this long string and then out from the book binding comes this like charm, like a friendship bracelet charm with little beads that spell out things. Yeah. And it's super cute, but at the end of it is attached like a suicide pill. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of aesthetic draws negative attention from like the abusive teachers and it draws negative attention in the guise of positive teachers mm-hmm. or in the guise of like positivity like from mr go who is also like having sex with the camcorder bully right oh he was that's what i got out of it oh i didn't pick up on that at all i must have completely missed that when she has the freak out about the fact that hyoshin might be pregnant from him oh yeah 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 mr go i thought i love video camera bully jiwon um (laughs) mr mr go is such a because he's like the he's like the character that the students all have crushes on or like was it jiwon with her video camera was like filming him at the urinal like through the window yeah (laughs) yeah and just like i mean you get up to schoolgirl antics that i just love where it's like they see him he looks over and they're like oh my god move 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 out the window <laughs> and it's adorable <laughs> yeah. but then like 
you get this motif that like you know we get these two teachers and one is like just an aggro violent dude calls them names literally will hit them tells them to move their hurry up their asses like he's just a fucking asshole yeah. And it's like, okay, here's the bad teacher. But then you get Mr. Go, who's the good teacher that everyone has a crush on. And he's young, and he, like, wants to talk to the students. And he's, like, going to help them. And he's he's kind of like a guidance counselor, too, in a way. Um, mm-hmm. But then, like, he's super fucking manipulative. Mm-hmm. And, like, with um, with uh, Hyoshin, how she even said, like, I felt bad for him. Like, he would just sit and he, like, gets drunk with her. And then he'll just sit there and, like, cry about his problems. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's just, I mean he's wearing like sort of a victimization thing making her feel bad for him and it's just a method to manipulate her to get her to sleep with him like apparently now he also did with jiwon it's awful don't don't (laughs) trust the men (laughs) don't trust the men you know i uh i just i really like this movie i like i watched the i have the dvd and i watched the the behind the scenes thing and one of the directors they didn't denote which director it was so i have no idea um but he said about this film, I hope people can feel what it's like to be at school, to learn, and see how a girl learns to love and to grow into a woman. Oh. <laughs> I just thought that was really sweet because that is Minha. Like at the end when she Yoon is like, we'll write our own diary. I love that line. Like, I love that they're probably gonna get together. And when Minha, when she is like to her friends, who turns out are the bullies, basically, when she's finally like, will you leave them alone? There's nothing. They're like, what, are you a lesbian now? Basically. And she doesn't say anything. Yeah. Uh, was it Yin, Yinha? Um, with, yeah. She has her hair up in that blue scrunchie. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> she just freaks out at her, though, too. And then they mm-hmm. leave her alone. Yeah. But even even those little mean drama bullies, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's everybody, and you get to see different sides of everybody. Yeah, you see good yeah. and bad sides. Yeah. Um. I I, I feel like with Shiyun, um, it's actually she's a. I mean, they're Hyoshin and Shiyun are both tragic characters, but mm-hmm. with Shiyun, you see. And it, and it once you've understood understood the track of the narrative and what scenes fall into place where, um, uh, you really understand the severity of her grief and her kind of self hate over what she did to Hyoshin mm-hmm. and just sort yeah. of abandoning her and their relationship because because it wasn't like cool or they weren't people didn't like them because of it you know she she really was able to she internalized everyone's toxicity towards them Mm -hmm. and and the fact that you get to see how like like i felt like with that character when she's just laying there in a daze i was like she's either gonna have to die or she's gonna have to figure out how to move on and it's like oh now she's maybe gonna be able to do that with mina and that's so sweet like it it was such a it's a really sweet movie that it's funny even that it is a horror movie because i was really i was simultaneously like sad but also heartwarmed by it mm-hmm yeah and meanwhile, Hyoshin, like, yeah, I mean, I guess technically it's, you know, she falls under the kill your gaze trope because um, she kills herself. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that she was willing to be so brazen with her girlfriend right in front of everybody. Like, she was really brave to do that. And then even after she dies, the fact that she comes back, you know, which ties into the title of the film, but she's like, she refuses to be forgotten or ignored or invisibilized even after death. She's like, don't fucking forget me. Yeah. And she's going to, she's always going to fucking stand up for herself, even when she's dead. Yeah. That, that scene before she dies, that scene when, I think it was, I don't think it was the other bully. I think it was Yona with the, with the blue scrunchie. The scrunchie. Says some shit to her in the classroom. Yeah, she says, you smell funny. What is that, the smell of a, scent of a lesbian? And I'm like, first of all, that's my favorite Al Pacino movie. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too, now. <laughs> but Hyoshin doesn't say like, what? No, no, oh, shut up. She's like, it's better than the way you smell or whatever. Yeah, she just like immediately breaks her down. Yeah. There's another scene where someone comes up to her and says something awful, and and Hyoshin just splashes water in her face, 
like <laughs> doesn't even give a shit and walks away and she's just like fuck yeah. you yeah i love she's tough i love this fearless young lesbian but it's so sad that like because as strong as she is and she won't put up with shit when she has when she's rejected by the one person she really does have she then that's that was just too much for her and it's so sad it's really sad but before that we get so many so many incredible sequences of their relationship and i mean we get great sequences of all the girls like even even uh jiwon in the beginning when she's video camming everybody in the class and she's like what are you girls doing and one of them says i'm trying to get pretty and she goes i feel sorry for you it won't help (laughs) (laughs) there's really funny lines in this movie yeah but yeah but seeing and that's why i was like oh good i'm glad that it was shiyun and hyoshin at the end and the credits when they're playing on the roof like just seeing them play yeah it's very sweet see oh, when they're tasked with cleaning the pool yeah. at school, <laughs> and they just like one of them's trying to work hard and i think it's is it Shiyun that keeps grabbing? Shiyun, yeah. Shiyun yeah. keeps grabbing the both brooms and just running across the soap, screaming. <laughs> yeah. And they just keep doing it, and it is so fucking funny. It's just kids fucking around being dumb, and it is so relatable and sweet and cute, and I love them. Yeah. And it's remarkable for a Korean film from 1999. So, like remarkable that it exists i read that this movie got like it it, because of the content and because it was about teenagers and therefore sort of aimed at teenagers and about teenagers um and yet a gay gay content i read that uh it really severely diminished the reach of the film Mm -hmm. and and its reception which is just so sad it's so sad because it's so good and I mean, it's just, it's it's hardly ever talked about. Maybe because it's not scary, you know? It's not Juwan with, like, the iconic kind of ghost or the ring or anything like that. Um, so it's just, I mean, the whole series is kind of overlooked. People do cite Whispering Corridors and The Wishing Stairs, which is the third film in the series. Those are cited pretty often. Oh, but not the gay one with the fun school But girls. not the gay one. Yeah. But it should really be talked about more in terms of fucking queer horror for sure oh absolutely (laughs) like come on this is i mean a a really since like there is no exploitive gaze in this film of these girls no um there is no fetishization of lesbians uh there's no like there's nothing erotic about the movie that's like meant filmed with a certain gaze it's just it's just there to show that these people that these people exist there are gay kids in your schools they fall in love they will experience horrible things some of them kill themselves we need to stop this and we need to be better to each other mm-hmm. it is entirely what i got from the movie yeah and you get a really fucking badass ghost girl with her face hanging over a skylight <laughs> yeah. but even then like her revenge isn't really revenge she just makes it rain and terrifies everybody and like shuts the doors yeah, that's what, that's one thing that I love about this series and, like, a lot of the Asian ghost movies, the ghost-flavored horror movies, is that it's, like, the person dies and they kind of get a revenge. Like, some people do end up dead because of the ghost or whatever, but also the people who are, be- like, the reason why a person died come to, like, regret their actions. It's, like you treat people poorly you're gonna pay a price Mm -hmm. and there's forgiveness there's remorse there's regret there's all these things rather than just like oh the ghost comes back and kills you that's the end Mm -hmm. you know and i think this is a really good example of it yeah it's just just so much richer i think yeah yeah I don't know how you watched this on Canopy, right? Yeah, yeah. So viewers, listener, viewers, what listeners? <laughs> you can access this um, if you are watching watching this with your ears. That's fine. You can access this film. You said you have a Blu-ray DVD. DVD. And I watched it on Canopy, which you can log in if your library has it set up. You can log into Canopy. It's K A N O P Y. A lot of you probably already know about it. 
Um, you get six six free views a month, and they actually also have an incredible horror selection and a really great Asian horror selection. Nice. Um, yeah, like and a lot a lot of things that you won't find on other services. Like I mean, Carve the Slipmouth Woman is on there. Phone is on there. Um, there's lots of really great stuff. So. Sweet. Yeah, I've got the Tartan Asia Extreme DVD, baby. Check it out. There's, ugh, I just can't stop thinking about so many of the moments that I love. Mm-hmm. I love when they're on the when they're listening to music together and they're bopping their heads. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love that girl that uh, is always just in the background holding the class turtle in, in its tank. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love her when shit's going real and she's just standing there like. Huh? Literally, like, there's that great moment when Mina uh, is is reading the diary or something, and then oh, she it says if you want to see me, open this page and you, you but you might regret it, and it's a reflective page, and then she starts yeah. to see, the, and then all of a sudden, um, Hyoshin's hands, ghost hands. It's maybe the most horror sequence besides the finale. Her go- also the most like erotic. <laughs> Like that hand goes up her skirt, mm-hmm. and then we cut to a long shot. Yeah, you get some, you get some grudge hand hair, hair hand, and then you get the skirt. Hand. Yeah, uh, and so yeah. she's like kind of quivering, having this almost this like moment where she's being either possessed and maybe fingered and or attacked by this ghost, and then they just cut to Turtle Girl. <laughs> yeah, standing there, just staring, <laughs> holding her turtle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot, like the, when you said that the teacher called her flatty, like they have a health day where everybody gets measured and weighed and all that in front of the rest of them. And the camcorder bully gets her turn to have her bust measured. And she's like, no, don't say it out loud. Don't say it out loud. And then she says it out loud and she's clearly not very developed. Mm -hmm. And everybody laughs and they're like, flatty, flatty. Like they're all, Mm -hmm. but it's fun and fun teasing. And then the teacher takes that and weaponizes it against her. Yeah, because he's a you dick. Because he's a dick. You get um, but, Yona, when she, or I think it was Yona, where she like wants to be measured again because she's like, no, I'll be taller if we do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it's, it, it's, it's just the film for being a ghost movie feels so authentic to the high school experience. Yes. And we're given all of those scenes that, don't quote unquote mean anything beyond like fleshing out these characters a little bit. Oh, yeah. and it's just so charming. The the ghost story doesn't even come in until the second half of the movie after we've fleshed out everyone. Mm-hmm. And more people need to be making films like that. And this movie was mm-hmm. doing that twenty one years ago. Yep. I love this movie. I love the whole series. If you are a fan of Korean horror and you haven't seen any of them, please just fucking watch all of them. But if you're specifically interested in queer horror, especially lesbian horror, need to see Memento Mori, bitch. Check it out. It's real good. It's real good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yay. I believe, I think, I know, Wishing Stairs and Whispering Corridors, and I think actually the others um, are all on Canopy also, so... Shit's accessible, so now you have no excuses. Unless your library sucks and doesn't have canopy. Thanks for bringing this movie into my life, Stacey. I really loved it. Well, good. Again, I had that feeling last night after watching it. I was like, if Anthony doesn't like this. Who do you think I guess I, I have to give you... Uh, well, you know... <laughs> I don't know why, because it's all stuff that I'm, like, sure you'll like, and that's why I've been pressing you to see these movies. So then I guess then I watch them again and i'm reminded of why i love them so much and so that's when i get insecure oh you know you know stacy i will always grab that broom and run and scream right next to you oh thank you okay (laughs) i love them so much i know oh Oh, gosh why did she have to die at school of all places (laughs) um with that said Stacy, are you ready to place your head on the chopping block? Fuck yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) I have three new categories. I have two new categories. 
I was inspired by Hyoshin, the overachiever. <laughs> it, I came up with three. People don't understand. I mean, we got rid of the listener questions because, we, well, we kind of like ran out after a while. But we we were like, this is, chopping block is so much more fun to do, but it is so much more work. <laughs> Coming yeah. up with these questions, even if they're easy. Yeah. Like, this is challenging. Coming up with a category. Oh, yeah. You know? Making it cute. Like, I... Making it cute and clever. I, like, I've thought of some stuff that I could ask questions about, but I'm like, yeah, but what other, what category could that fit into, mm-hmm. you know? Ugh, it's tough being a chopping block person. Mm-hmm. That's Is that your your new identity? <laughs> it's on my business card. LGBTQIACB. CB for chibi. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I see. <laughs> I see. Well, Anthony, why don't you tell all of our chopping block allies out there what the... Put down your flags, everyone. <laughs> what this game is about. The chopping block is a beautiful game in which Stacy and I are placed at different uh, different moments of the game. We are placed on... Uh, our, onto the, uh, God damn it. <laughs> Stacy and I come up with three categories each. We ask the other to pick a category. The person being asked the questions get uh, gets six questions. Fuck. One person asks the questions. <laughs> the other person answers the questions. The person answering the questions chooses from one of three categories. Each category has five questions. You have ten seconds to answer the question. Uh, unless you call out, I want the wig, in which case, Jamie Lee Curtis's wig from the 1981 film Halloween 2 floats down from the sky and lands upon your head, which earns you 10 more seconds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if your 10 or 20 seconds passes and you get the question wrong or you run out of time, the heads they are a non-binary executioner chops your fucking head off. The end. We switch places. Good job. Every time. I'm like, this time I'm going to get it. And then I get in my head and I trip over all my words. It's it's complicated. It's it's a complicated thing. It's it's but... the most complicated, not at all complicated thing there is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love the chopping block. Who I love the chopping block? Who goes first? This who's on first? <laughs> I have no idea. I guess we could flip a coin. Well, I want to get to your questions. I say so. You want to go first? Yeah, let's do that. All right, Actually, I am. Pr- I'm proud of my categories, huh? Well, I was gonna say, let's save your questions for last as a little treat, maybe. Oh, I see. So you All go right. first. How about that? Oh, okay. Tell me what to do, bossy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Stacy. Your categories this week are. Tricks and treats. Oop! Shocktober's here. It's all about Halloween-themed movies. Uh, coming back from a previous episode is Statement Bangs because how could we not? Oh. In Statement Bangs, you must name the character described. Your third and Ooh. new category is It's a Dead, 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 Dead World, and this is all about zombie <laughs> films. So your categories oh, once again. Tricks and treats, Halloween themed, statement bangs, in which you name the character, or it's a dead, 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 dead world. I gotta go statement bangs. Oh, I know yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make it to the end. I'm not gonna make it to the end, but I love this category already, so I, I'm willing to get my head cut off for it. I think you're gonna get it. I think you're gonna get it. I had statement bangs once. Really? I, when I was in, uh, like, seventh grade or something, I foolishly, why, as a seventh grade girl, would you let another seventh grade girl cut your hair? (laughs) (laughs) And she gave me, like, I mean, short bangs. It was a disaster. Were you Annabelle for a moment? I was, I was, yeah. I was definitely Annabelle adjacent, at least. Was it, did she do all of your hair or just the bangs? Um, I don't recall. Honestly, I think I have too much trauma from the bangs alone. (laughs) 
did your mom have anything to say? You know, I mean, my mother gave up on me at a very young age. And, the, <laughs> and honestly, like, she knows. Uh, oh, so, my God. Yeah. It's so yeah. funny. I mean, good times. Every girl has gone through this sort of thing. Well, you know, I unfortunately... Um, you're not included in these questions. I will <laughs> be next answer. time. You will, will be, be in first date with I've had many hair journeys, as we've <laughs> talked about that perm that I had. My constantly, I am just on the Oregon Trail with my hair, <laughs> taking a journey. Ooh, now you've got will, dysentery bangs. Yeah. Will I die of dysentery bangs? <laughs> it's very possible. The only oh, way Halloween bangs could be better was if it was subtitled <laughs> Dysentery Bangs. Yeah. You gotta live a little, you know? We're all gonna uh, die anyway. Who cares? It grows out, hopefully. You're okay. Fine. Anyway. So don't forget, Stacy. with Statement Bangs, you name the character, not the actor. You're naming the character described, okay? Hey, okay. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Statement things. Question one. She runs this town and she runs this bar along with her cowboy hat, fringe jacket, and bangs. Or so we hope, but she'll probably get killed in the first minute. <laughs> Lindsay fucking Wallace. Ding, 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 ding. Thank you for Ooh. understanding movies that don't actually exist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they matter. Question two. Besides having Parker Posey play an on-screen doppelganger, her bangs were the only memorable thing about this movie. I thought I was recalling the character. Uh, Gail Weathers. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. I see. Oh, was it because I said Parker Posey? It's because you said, of this movie. Which in, which implies that oh, I need to I give you a movie title. Well, just don't forget that. That's me not knowing who I am. Okay. <laughs> Question Fair. three. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Or maybe he's just jealous of this twosome's killer bangs. The Grady Twins? <laughs> I was going for Wendy and Danny because I love their hair, but they're a twosome. I see. They're a, they're a twosome, could, I see. It could but work both ways. I didn't realize. No, the, the girls don't have bangs. I only said it because twosome in, I mean, it was clearly The Shining, but twosome to me, I was like, it has to be the twins, but I don't feel that they have, do they, do they have bangs? My impulse was to say Danny because of that bowl. Anyway! I'm looking up. Do they not have bangs? They don't have bangs. They don't have bangs, but I said it anyway, even though I knew it. Whatever. Cut my head off. Cut my bangs. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) Goodbye. I'm rolling away. (laughs) The rolling sound is always my favorite. It's even better that the severed head makes the sound of her head rolling away. <laughs> Whatever. Wow. In my mind, I won. Wow. All right, fine. We'll see how you do. Good job. That was a valiant effort. <laughs> and that no, did not wasn't. sound like a curse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh. Your turn. Place thine head. Uh... We'll see who comes out of this with bangs. <laughs> <laughs> Your categories are <clears throat> do not do, in which case you have to give me a movie title that starts with don't. Uh, who of the dead? In which case I give you three character names and you tell me which George Romero zombie movie they hail from. Oh, shit. And... 112 Ocean Avenue. I give you a cursed object or something like that, and you tell me which Amityville movie it came from. (gasps) Do not do Who of the Dead and 112 Ocean Avenue. Good categories if I do say so. Bye! (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, there goes Anthony. My helium lifted me away. I, fuck. See, I really want to do the Romero, but I also really want to do the Amityville. But I haven't seen all those Amityvilles. But I right. feel like I could try it. And there's also Do Not Do. But I there is Do Not Do. But I also feel like with the Romero ones, I feel like all the characters have the same kind of name. Because you know how he just named his characters and they were all like just real middle class people. <laughs> like blue collar right. people. Uh, fuck. Okay, you might um, get them though. You might get them. Let's do that. Let's go with Romero. These are, these are strictly... Of the dead movies, not of the These movies. are of the dead movies. There's no secret, like, season of the witch sneak attack. No, there's no, like, Martin. Okay. It's all of the dead zombie hey, his movies. Name was Martin. Yeah. You would have gotten that one. <laughs> I give you three characters, you tell me the movie. Okay, are you okay. ready? Okay. Who okay. of the dead? Question one Tom, Judy, and Ben. Oh, Night of Living Dead. Yes, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> wow. God. Question. See, the question thing, everyone two. just has plain names in these movies. That's right. Oh, fuck. Okay. Question two Cholo, Foxy, and Slack. Slack? Foxy. Oh, oh, um, I want the wig. Um,. Survival of the Dead? No! <laughs> I'm afraid that was Land of the Dead. Oh, fuck. I'm afraid that uh, Slack... Slack was Asia. Yes, she was. Motherfucker! What was Tom Savini's name in Dawn, Dawn, Dawn of the Dead? Oh. Blade? I don't remember. Blade Blades? or something like that. Blades? Yeah. See, yeah. that's so fun. I totally, I, I forgot Land of the Dead existed. I mean, most of us have. <laughs> I kept thinking Diary of the Dead or Survival of the Dead. And I was like, Cholo, though. Cholo. Wait, why would I guess that Survival of the Dead? They all were Irish. Right. God. And Land of the Dead had, like, John Leguizamo. So, of course, you had to have, like, Cucaracha or whatever. <laughs> Romero got real weird, you know? God damn it! I am so... My well, na- my nape... My Asia Argento commemorative nape piercing scar... Yeah. ...is very let down right now. Mm-hmm. It's very disappointed in you. Dude! Well, tough category. <laughs> do we have to do a makeup chopping block since we both failed? <laughs> <laughs> Now those are the rules. We it's not our birthday anymore. You're right. Nice try, nice try. Got to wait till next year for that sh- kind of shenanigan. We can't keep playing fast and loose like that. That's right. We're dead. Oh, oh, that's the joy of the chopping block and the trauma of it. Is it sometimes it's just done. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes we, it's just a ten second game. We had so much more to live and to give. Yep. <laughs> Three categories. <laughs> Two questions. I was so excited for those categories. Out of 15. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. Those were great. That's okay. Those are great categories, Stacy. Thank you. I was very proud of them. You really should be. Those were really great. <laughs> oh, well, God. Say la vie. Say la mort. Death. If we died. Uh, speaking of dying, uh, you can tune into FinalGirl.rocks every day this month. For some Shocktober goodness, find some movies to watch if you want to. Oh, yeah. I'm not here to tell you what to do, unlike my bossy partner here. <laughs> uh, if you feel like it, you can find us on social media Twitter, Gaylords of D, Instagram, and Facebook, Gaylords of Darkness. If you feel like it, there's no call to action in this podcast. Nope. Whatever you want to do, you know? Look. Listen, somebody who has had the bangs that I've had has no right telling other people what to do with their <laughs> Okay? You know your truth. Yeah. <laughs> I know my place. <laughs> Basically. 
otherwise, I don't know. I guess we'll be back next week, right? I think we will. As we count down to episode 100. Oh, the, the, the count is on. We are on, what, is this 96? This is 97, I think. Oh, wow. See, I don't even know what number. So we'll have to make sure we're on the right episode when we do 100 Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> can I be trusted? Probably not. Uh, but we'll see. Can't wait. Uh, I don't know. Can't wait. Until then, <laughs> goodbye, right? Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh my, my god. god! Oh, oh my, my god! god. Tune in next time for more gay